Welcome to episode five of the Leader of Learning podcast. In this episode, we talk EdTech Bytes with Gabriel Carrillo. Welcome back, listeners. If you are just tuning into this episode for the first time, um, you may not realize yet, but if you've listened before, you know that this podcast is all about teacher leadership and educational leadership, and that basically educational leadership comes in many forms, and leaders can still lead regardless of the positions they're in and the titles that they have. My guest in this episode is Gabriel Carrillo, who is an educational technology specialist in San Antonio, Texas, but he has traveled around working in different schools in three different states. He's worked as a classroom teacher, he's worked as an administrator, now as a tech specialist, and he has vantage points from multiple angles at which to look at education, leadership, and of course at this point, uh, how technology leadership is working at his school and, and other schools as well. Technology leadership is certainly something that has come to the forefront of education over the past five or ten years as devices have been advanced and technology and instructional tools have become much more advanced and positions like the one that Gabriel is in as a technology specialist, have become not only more important, but more valued for their leadership in terms of coaching teachers or even administrators in how to use technology, and more importantly, how to leverage that technology to better support students in the classroom. Here's my interview with Gabriel. So my guest in this episode is Gabriel Carrillo, and uh, Gabriel is a technology integration specialist in San Antonio, Texas. Gabriel, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I, I, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, excellent. And, uh, you know, just for the listeners, you and I have, have connected, especially recently, based on some, some mutual interests, but we've not met in person, which I find fascinating because I think you and I have actually spoken before about the fact that we've probably been in the same place at the time and, and just missed each other. Um, so we're getting to know each other. But for the listeners sake, tell us about yourself, what you're doing in education and, and kind of the path that you've taken to, to get there. Absolutely. Uh, like you said, Dan, I'm an instructional technology specialist for the Northeast Independent School District here in San Antonio, Texas. We're the second largest school district in the San Antonio area, servicing over uh, just, I think, under 65,000 students. So uh, there's a, a handful of us that service the schools. And I'm assigned to three campuses as it is. And I basically do... Anything and everything. Anyone out there in this position in this role knows that you're gonna you're gonna fix some smart boards. You're going to you know make sure document cameras are up and running. You're gonna help with emails and this and that. But at the same time, the big push is how are we gonna support teachers in the classroom? Because we all know that the overall client is the student, but in our role, it's more of the teacher. 
So we're here to service the teachers. How can we help them give them some, uh, give them some digital tools to add to their virtual toolbox? And more importantly, um, how can we help them have the students not only consume the internet, but create on the internet as well and uh, just get that spark for learning? You yeah, know? So I, I, I love that. My, yeah, yeah. So that's... A little bit I about love, me. I love what you said. Uh, sorry, I love what you said about you know getting this kind of turning the technology over now to the students, and and sort of that that leads me into my next question. You know, this show is really about educational leadership and transformational leadership, and I know you said you know getting into the teachers so that they can then in turn support better support their students, but. Uh, in terms of leadership, of course, technology has become such a bigger thing in education now than it was 10, 15, 20 plus years ago. How are technology specialists like you or, or technology directors, people in the tech world, how are they leading in education? What are, what are they doing to bring about that change and that transformation? That's a really good question. And I'm glad that you asked that because like you said, about 10, 15, 20 years ago, leadership was known as the building principle. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, the APs, the people who made the schedules and the people who were out there at recess, lunch and cafeteria duty. It was those people. And, and it's kind of shifted and we have multiple leadership roles. I mean, as a teacher, you serve as a leader to the students, uh, also to, you know, to the parents and guardians and that, leadership role has kind of grown and whether we like whether we know it or not in one way or another we are leadership the way we carry ourselves the way we interact with one another there are always people who look at us at in some shape way or form as some sort of leader uh innovator and a lot i mean just in the past five six years i think the popularity of the ed tech coach the instructional coach the curriculum specialist and the ed tech guy or gal they have kind of shifted to more of a pivotal position yeah. in education where yeah, still pretty teachers, new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teachers are now looking at us like uh, almost, I don't want to use, well, I guess I am <laughs> like putting us on a pedestal at times, but it, it really is happening. I mean, they're putting it, us on pedestal, it, and they're looking at us for assistance, for help and for mentorship. And yeah. Coach. It's interesting you say that. And I think, I think you're right that schools and, and administrators are looking to people in these coaching roles as, I don't know about a pedestal, but definitely um, more of a leadership role. And, and I, I in actually- a different light. That's, yeah, that's probably the term I should be. I actually tell people sometimes that as an instructional coach myself, that sometimes I find my administrators to be almost jealous of me that I'm able to go into classrooms, support teachers, be that instructional leader that they should be. But of course, and I'm sure that, that you would agree in, in your experience, they're just, they don't have the time to be able to do some of that stuff. Yeah. It all boils down to time. Yeah, they would love to, but uh, they've got 150,000 other things that they got to get to and emails and this and that. But And we've kind of become those leaders on the field, if you want to call it that. And uh, there, was a, there was a conference that I, I attended, I want to say about five, six years ago in Tucson. And I heard this uh, gentleman speak about leadership and he didn't look at it and he never wanted people to look at leadership as a top down. He said, we tend to think of, of leaders as on a pyramid. You have your leader on top and that leader looks down to the people who they're leading. And he said, that is not what a true leader does. A true leader is in the middle 
and is surrounded by their folks. That way they, they are surrounded and they're looking around and they're on the same plane. They don't put themselves, and I, I probably chose the wrong terminology when I said pedestal, but yeah, you're, you're engulfed in it. And we're, we're in a position where we have a little bit more of that flexibility to be in those classrooms. And a, a lot of times it's more than a building principal or an, uh, an assistant principal or a dean of students or what have you. And yeah. we've now become more of a face in the classroom, especially when it comes to mentorship and coaching. Yeah, no, I, I agree totally. I actually wanted to uh, take you back for a second to not only something you said, but take you back almost in, in your career as well. First of all, you mentioned a minute ago that uh, the tech world and, and education in general looked very different 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, from what I understand, you've literally been in education since high school or just after high school. Uh, and so yeah. I guess I was wondering uh, if you could kind of describe what that experience was like getting started in education at such a young age, but also like what kind of technology were you dealing with back then? And what was education like back then? Because I know when I started teaching, I had a chalkboard and an overhead projector and like that was my technology. What about you? All right. So I graduated, you know, 18 years old. My first position was um, a paraprofessional in a school district. And I did that while I went to community college. And then uh, I did that for a couple of years. And then I transferred to San Diego State University because I uh, was born and raised in San Diego and finished with my bachelor degree. And as soon as I finished with my bachelor degree, uh, literally like from one weekend to the next following Monday, I was a substitute teacher. Wow. And I did that for, gosh, I want to say about a little bit over a year if not maybe a year. And I had already enrolled in the teacher credentialing program in California. You know, it's basically the whole, the next year of the pedagogy and all mm -hmm. that good stuff and how you earn your teaching certificate credential, whatever you want to call it, depending on what state you're in. Um, and I did that. And I also did my master's at the same time. And that took me, I want to say it was 18 months. So during that process, this was back in 2003, I want to say. No, 2004, 2004, 2005-ish, I think. And, um, oh, man, I'm starting to get all my time. Oh, that was like 2002, 2003. And okay. at that time, our, our school district was really hurting for teachers. So they, they had this, what they called emergency certification. So if you had your bachelor degree, you had some sort of background with uh, uh, being a substitute, or as I like to call it, a guest teacher, um, then, and you showed that you were in the program, then they would hire you as a full-time teacher under contract, given that you're going to finish the program. So I did that. Uh, and then two year, I got two years under my belt. My wife and I decided to move to uh, Arizona, continued over there. Actually, that turned into a assistant principal job. After a year in Arizona, I did that for a year, went back to the classroom, went back to uh, another administrative position. And then that kind of helped me gain some traction in that school district because in 2011, uh, I was teaching fifth grade at the time and I actually won the Arizona Teacher of the Year award from ASTE, which is ISTE's Arizona chapter. Nice. Congratulations. Arizona affiliate. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so I won that and that kind of helped pave the way for my position as a instruction, educational technology specialist. Uh, it was a one-person department in Arizona in my school district by this guy, uh, Nick Trakis, one hell of a guy and a, a, a better friend than a colleague. 
Uh, not to say that he was a bad colleague, um, but uh, I still keep in contact with the guy and his department literally doubled. They hired me. So there was two of us. And back in 2016, we decided to move to Texas. So when I say I've been in education my whole life, I, this is all I know. From yeah. 18 years old on to now, um, I've, been in, I've been a paraprofessional. I've been a teacher. I've been an assistant principal, uh, dean of students. Um, ah, what is that called? What is that called? Uh, athletic director as well, an instructional coach, and uh, most importantly, a parent and a parent of a student and a husband. So I have that outlook where I can, I can, I get, I know the perspective. Yeah. See it from all angles. I can see it from all angles when people, you know, a lot of people tend to complain about administration at times and I sit back, I take it in and I remember being the administrator and there, there are some things where you just have to draw the line and it's a, it's a definite yes or a definite no. And you know, it's not what the teacher wants to hear, but you know, it's, it's not administratively possible at the time. Yeah, you know, I, that's, I, I was going to say, you know, that's got to be amazing having that well-rounded a career and, and all of those different, very different experiences and angles as an educator. And, um, you know, again, we talked before about how educational leadership can happen regardless of position and, and title and uh, you, that you're kind of proof of that. Uh, let's switch gears completely now, actually, because I, I, of course, wanted to get to how we connected and collaborated, really, which is through podcasting. Oh, yeah, man. Um, Love it. Gabriel has a his own podcast uh, that I listen. I'm a fan, man. I, I've listened to uh, every episode. I love it because just like I'm doing where I'm marrying uh, my, my love of broadcasting and, and radio with uh, my passion for education and educational leadership, you're marrying two loves of yours too. So I, I don't want to steal all your thunder. Tell, tell everybody about your podcast. All right. So the name of my podcast is EdTech Bytes and love you it. can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, as well as edtechbytes.com. Uh, that's my website slash blog slash where uh, you can listen to the podcasts online as well if you don't have a uh, a podcast uh, feed app. And uh, it's bytes with an I. A lot of people think, oh, well, it's education or it's technology. So it's a B-Y-T-E-S. But I didn't want to do that. You know, one of my passions is uh, I love to cook and I love to eat. Yes. Who doesn't, right? I mean, that's one of the sad, uh, sad things in life that we have to accept is we have to eat <laughs> and multiple times a day. So, you know, I, I do a lot of cooking here at the house uh, because I enjoy it. I like it. I want to. I like knowing what's in my kids' food and my wife. I, know, I like knowing what ingredients are in, in the food that, that we're going to eat. So uh, my take is this. The best conversations are had at the table when you're breaking bread with good people. So I figured, why don't I just sit down? And a lot of times it's virtual, like we're doing now through a Google Hangout, through a Zoom or a Skype. But a lot of times I sit down in person with people, whether they be at conferences or colleagues or what have you, and we sit down and we eat. I mean, because we all know that we are ourselves at the table and we have the best conversations at the table. And a lot of times that's the only time that families have when they sit down together. So my, my whole take is we sit down, we eat, and we talk. Yeah, I, I love that. Like I said, I'm a fan. Um, you know, I, I would highly, highly recommend it to, to anyone, especially if uh, you're a big foodie and, and educational, not like, like we are. But yes. uh, 
Yes. Congrats, congratulations with, with your show and, uh, and as you've gotten started with it and, and the success on it. Thank you very I, much. I, and I, I got to say, I got to interject. Congratulations yeah. on yours as well. I know oh, you're appreciate uh, it. three episodes deep right now, you said? I got three out. Uh, this is four. There's one uh, waiting in the wings and an, another interview uh, coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll get that out as, as soon as we can too. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's, you know, I'm getting some good feedback so far, but uh, I, I really appreciate your time. And I very much am looking forward to more ed tech bites and, and hearing about everything educational and also food at the same time. One more time, how could people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, people can connect with me uh, in various ways. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at edittechbytes. It's E-D-T-E-C-H-B-I-T-E-S. Uh, I have a Facebook page that's edtechbytes. On Instagram, same thing, edtechbytes. I'm always putting pictures of uh, you know, things that I'm doing in the classroom with students and teachers, as well as uh, what I might be grilling outside. And uh, if you want to check out the blog and website, I've got that at edtechbytes.com. Uh, I got a couple of different things there. I have the podcast episodes. I also do a couple blog posts. I try to do one every about, every about two weeks where I just kind of get my, I gather my thoughts and come up with a topic and, and write about it. And I'm also into these recipe cards. So if you want to learn how to use Nearpod or, or Flipgrid, I created a real quick five or six, what I call recipe card, you know, and you can, you can download it, you can print it, or you can save it and uh, check it out. And uh, I'll be putting some more of those out and be on the lookout for some uh, patio PD, Brian Romero Smith Jr. I connected with him a couple months ago and he put this bug in my ear that I cannot get out. He said, you really need to do some patio PD in your backyard because I know you like to grill a lot. Uh, set up a camera and live stream it. And I, I cannot get that out of my head. I'm at, it, right now. It, yeah. yeah. Like you said, you know, uh, pinching pennies here and there, and hopefully I'll get a nice little setup and uh, I'll be starting that pretty soon, pretty soon. So yeah, I great. appreciate you, uh, you know, reaching out to me. This is hey, great. I, I, stuff, I love your podcast stuff. as well. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you very much for your time. Okay. Thank you very much. I really appreciate Gabriel coming on and giving us some time in this episode talking about his podcast, EdTech Bites, but more importantly, speaking about those various roles that he has played personally in education and how leadership has been a part of all of those positions he's been in and that he really looks at education differently now because he's been in so many of those different roles that have looked at things from different vantage points. Again, you can reach out to Gabriel and check out his podcast and his website and blog at edtechbytes.com and search for the podcast EdTechBytes on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere where you could find a podcast to listen to. I want to thank you again so much to listening to this podcast and joining me in this episode. As always, to reach out to me or check out more about this podcast, my blog, my website is leaderoflearning.com, uh, or you can reach out to me by email, dan at leaderoflearning.com. On Twitter, you can find me at dkrinis, D-K-R-E-I-N-E-S-S, or to contact the show or follow the show on Twitter, it's at leaderoflearning, that's at L-D-R of learning. And of course, as always, I encourage you to please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast Subscribing allows you to get notified every time new episodes are released, and feedback is always welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care.